lads. I'm not going to lie. I'm giddy for this podcast. Is anyone else get? Are you giddy for this podcast, Tank? I can see it in your face. Looking Lots to, to talk it, about. Oh, anyway, lads. Anyway, I've um, got to go. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Jim, Jim before we start, mate, you uh, talk us through your outfit there. You're looking very milk tray, man. That is blue, this lad, like a dark blue. Yeah, no, I think it's look like you're going those high neck. Uh, t- no, to be fair, I thought it proper scouts. They look good in Liverpool. This would. Oh, so are you, are you a Liverpool fan now? Is that what you're trying to say? We've won a game, and now you're a Liverpool fan. <laughs> I'm on the bandwagon like everyone else. Uh, no, t- talk us through the talk us through the microphone choice for uh, those that can't see pink, Jimmy. Like, it's bright pink. Yeah, a little pink lad, like a little dog's willy, like tanks. Hey, talking of tank, I want to come to you first, tank, actually. Uh, and I want to start the podcast with a prediction. And You're breaking reads... up there, mate. Are you there? Oh, not falling for it this week. <laughs> nearly got me. Not, nearly got me again. <laughs> yeah, here's the prediction, right? I fear for Liverpool today. We give so many chances up and are guaranteed to concede as well. City 4-1 for me. Tank, I hope your horse tips are better than that one, mate. <laughs> listen, listen, before we start on that, yeah, I was wrong. <laughs> I was going to say, how are you going to slice this one? Jamie, on a serious note, come on, my predictions nearly all season about Liverpool have been either fucking bang on or correct. I feared for Liverpool on Sunday, I genuinely did. We couldn't have possibly been playing worse. We give chances up. I thought the Rangers result is you can't really take that as what it is because our best Scottish football's average and they're in they they're having a bit of a fucking poor season themselves, even in by their standards up in Scotland. But what we've been asking all season is will the real verge of Van Dyke and players like that stand up and he did. So We're fair gonna- play. We're going to, yeah, and to be honest, I'm, in this one occasion, I'm absolutely delighted that your prediction was wrong. I yeah. think we both are. So um, let's look, there's loads to get through. Uh, it was a weekend packed full of talking points, uh, some good, some not so good. Uh, more refereeing clangers if you look across the, the, the full weekend. So there's loads for us to get into. Jim, I'm going to come to you first. Uh, for an, We'll start with Liverpool City because we got yeah. it. It's the biggest game of the weekend, arguably last couple of seasons in terms of the quality of the two sides. Certainly not the history, I would say, between the two sides, but the quality of the two sides. These have been the, uh, the pace setters and it's always been a game that, that many would look forward to across the last few seasons. But two teams coming into this whose seasons were going in completely different trajectories. So I don't think anybody, you know, could talk with confidence around what Liverpool were going to show up. We certainly knew what Manchester City were going to show up. What did you uh, make of the game? Yeah, I mean, it was, it was games like this. Form goes out the goes out the window, doesn't it? Same with any lower team playing against. Uh, uh, I'm not saying again that Liverpool are a lower team in any way, shape, or form. I'm saying like when anyone plays against, how can you annoy form, me after honestly, three minutes no, no. of the podcast? <laughs> I'm not saying it. I'm not saying it. I'm likening it to when uh, when a bottom team plays a top team, they always up the game. When a top, when two top teams come together, it's always a close game, isn't it? It's never, it's never a drumming unless there's a, there's a few anomalies down the line. So you you're always, trying to say it had more of a cup tie type feel. Yeah, there was always, there was always the window, an yeah. opportunity for Liverpool to win this. Whereas you know, in the last month or so, there's always been that doubt in the back of your mind where you're going, I'm not sure what what what's going to happen. But when you're coming up, yes, they're not local rivals, but they're top of the table rivals. So. You know that that always comes into play. I thought, I thought the game was all right. I thought, you know, both weren't at their most fluid, and you know their most, um, you know, at their best for for each team. And I think big decisions came into play. Um, but it could have gone either way, couldn't it? You know, people take chances. Haaland had a couple of chances. Salah had a chance early on that was saved by Edison Jota. Had a header that. That he could have scored. So, yeah, I, you know, I don't mind this. I don't. I don't mind. It's a great win for you guys, and I'm hoping that uh, it kind of. Well, I'm not hoping, but hopefully, it, it will. It will push you guys forward. But I see a lot. I'm seeing a lot of Liverpool fans back to their. I don't want to say arrogant, but like cocky. You know, giving it, giving it biggins. He's still eighth in the table. <laughs> 
if you're like, in a game at hand, we're right back back in with the top four pack. And surely, if you beat Manchester City, ten points City, behind City. Yeah, but we've been fourteen points behind and, and come. No, back I'm not before, saying so. that, and I'm not saying don't celebrate the win. I'm saying there's levels, isn't there? There's celebrating a win and being. So you're the fan police now. Is that what you're saying? You're the, the fan police. Being the fan police. Here. No, 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 no. But it's there's 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 going over the top, isn't there? And there's like you know. I get that that people are the Harland and fucking Gomez's pockets and all that sort of stuff. I get it, like, but but to me, you're still ten points behind him. The only person you've done a favour for is Arsenal. We'll come so, on to Arsenal. We'll come on to Arsenal in a minute, and I want to get thanks for you because I'll be honest, listening to what Jimmy was said, I was quite surprised that you didn't feel like both teams were at full tilt because I, I felt that I come away from that game thinking I thought City were very good. And I thought Liverpool were very good, and it, and it did feel like two teams were were having a proper go. Um, I am surprised. I mean, Jimmy, to say that the game was all right is actually shocked me. I thought the game was fucking outstanding. I watched the game with my dad, and my dad like he enjoys his football, and he actually said at half time, and he doesn't really say much about it. He just like sitting, he said, "What a fucking half of football that was." He went, "Wow." And literally, the first, the first half was like, fucking hell, is that half time? So I don't know where the, the game, it was an all right game. I thought the quality was unbelievable. It was as tense as game as I've watched in a long, long time. I was like, I was actually sat up on the fucking chair, like thinking, fuck me, like proper involved in the game. And City were outstanding the way they done, you know, they manipulate the ball. It was unbelievable. Liverpool showed what Liverpool normally show was that fucking tenacity. And, you know, there was a different side. Like, I see what Carragher said about Van Dijk. You know, he's fucking sliding and making blocks and diving headers. And that's like, that's what you, you need to see. We've been waiting for that. Where's that been? But as a game, it was fucking unbelievable. And you talk about like Haaland had a couple of chances. Liverpool could have scored four goals in the second half. You had Mo Salah where it was an unbelievable save. It was a great save. You had Jotters had a couple of fucking real fucking good headers. You know, he's got to do, he's got to score one of them for me. And you had Salah's goal. You had Nunes, which he's just causes havoc. He, you know, he whipped the ball in for Trent. And if he picked the right pass and put Salah in, he's one on one. If Liverpool would have scored five goals in that, you'd have gone, yeah. Well, that's that's yeah, that's about right. I thought the game as a whole was absolutely outstanding, and it had everything what we've been asking for. That was the one the one overriding thing for me coming away from. That. I was obviously watching. I was watching the game with my son, and uh, he like we were both so emotionally engaged. I know, I know, I'm always emotionally engaged with Liverpool, but it just felt different. It was it was everything you would I would want one of the top of the table clashes to feel like. Crowd on top. Managers getting pissed off and fiery. <laughs> Tackles being allowed to flow, and we'll come on to that in a little bit more detail in a second. Two teams. I always commend Liverpool and Manchester City. We've said this on past podcasts over the, over the years. The way that they approach these games, it never feels like the cagey top of the table clashes of old. I think City dominated the ball for large spells of the first half, tried to take the sting out of the game, tried to quieten the crowd. I think it burst back into life again with the with the Haaland disallowed goal. Um, but generally speaking, I just was really impressed with, with both teams. And I think the big thing for me, Tank, you touched on it there about Liverpool and the way that they defended. They seemed so keen to defend their six-yard box as a back five, including the goalkeeper. That's, that Liverpool has not turned up this season. For whatever different reasons you want to look at, the desire from the back four to block the space. Maybe they knew they were against Man City and if they didn't do that, it could have been a cricket score. You know, I just think they did the basics very well. And and Jim, I mean, there's there's so much that we could dive into here, right? I'll come to, to start with, the decision for Haaland, right? Because this this is this has caused a lot of debate. Um, yeah. First of all, what did you make of it? Because obviously I have my opinions. I'll, I'll wait till last. What, what did you make of it? First of all, when you seen the ball go in, or when you've seen it in real time, did you think, oh, there could be an infringement there? And then once you've seen the benefits of the replays, what's your, what's your take on it? Goal or, or no goal? My first reaction was, but this is this is the era of VAR, isn't it? So my first reaction is, oh, they'll probably look at that. But my first reaction was it wasn't a foul. And then, and then when they scored... I thought, oh, it's 50-50 this. What I didn't expect to, to come out today was 
that they've said it was a foul on Allison. I thought that was a 50-50 ball, both going in at the same time and 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 seemingly um, Allison losing the ball. I'm not blaming him because it was you know that, that happens to every single goalie if you're going in for a 50-50 challenge. And then when he's pulled it back, the slow motion makes it even worse. Now the thing, the the foul that I will, the way that I describe this foul is, if it's for you, you're delighted. If it's against you, you're absolutely fuming. If that happened in the goal, <laughs> to if if Salah, if that happened to no, Salah's no. goal and he gets no, pulled no. down like that, and the goal gets disallowed, I'm expecting a foul. Whatever, you'll be absolutely fuming. You'll be going. No. Nah. I'm, di- I'm dying because to give my two pence you, worth here, but I'm going to let you two go. <laughs> you, you're like, yeah, I'm, you know. It's, no, it's Jimmy, foul, Jimmy it's I, know, I know your role in this. No, is no, 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 it's not. It's not. <laughs> let's it's let's, not, let's it's get not. some chip reality check, mate. He's grabbed hold of him. He's, <laughs> he's pulled him. his shirt and he's threw him on the floor. He hasn't now, threw him, mate. I he said straight threw. away Abinio to the was already going down. down because he's quicker than a prostitute, lads. He was fucking... He was already well, on his I would, way down. Well, I wouldn't know that, mate. That's your game, now. I don't know that. I've <laughs> always, I've always been all right. <laughs> but listen, I'm, I know your role's the fucking the marmite. No, on my kids' Sometimes, lives. Sometimes you've got to just come up with a sensible look, answer. And, There's and not look, even a debate. I listened look, to Talksport this morning. There's no even. It's, it's a foul. Not even. I agree it's a foul. I so agree it's a foul. My it's point foul. is... If that was Liverpool, I'd be going... We're fucked. You wouldn't. You'd be absolutely one million percent. One million percent. I'd say. If that was the other way around, you'd be fuming. I'm not having it. Any team that that happens against, and a goal is disallowed because of that, you'd be absolutely fuming. It's the same when uh, United had their goal disallowed against whoever I can't remember it was when those were pushing the back of Ericsson. Or someone had the Arsenal had the goal disallowed, and they were absolutely fuming. It's a foul, but it's a weak foul, and it's a it's a foul that. As I said, I if you're happy to for you, fun. you're happy. But if it's against you, you're not happy at all. Right. So here's me playing devil's advocate. Right. Uh, do us a favor, thanks. Just come closer to the mic, mate. Because uh, well, luckily for the for the listeners there, the when, camera, when you, I was going to say when you two are arguing, they couldn't hear all. <laughs> you know listen, do you know what it is, mate? I, I can't see me fucking screen, and I, that's why I keep looking. At, I might have to close the blinds. Because that's all right, mate. Fucking... You don't need to see our faces. No, I like, you don't I like need to, to see, see yours. Like so, right, I'm going to play devil's advocate here, right? So, I I don't think it's... I, I do think it's a foul, sorry. Um, I, I definitely do think it's a foul. But I think where... So, Klopp and, and Pep have both come out after the game and they're basically both claiming the same thing. They want consistency from referees, right? And where I do think Pep has a point, right? I still think it's a foul, just to put that line in the sand. I think it's a it foul. It is a foul. I'm but when you, look at, when you look at Bernardo Silva... And what he did to Salah, and the fact he's hanging off his shirt, and the referee doesn't give that, and the referee has said that I'm going to let the game flow, and then when he go and he, and you look at the Haaland thing, why are you giving that as a now? For the record, I think they're both fouls. Just putting that, they're both yeah. fouls. But if the referee is being lenient in one instance and not lenient in the other, I can probably see where Pep is coming from. But my opinion is, well, neither of them, for me should be even up for debate. They're two clear fouls. You could, I want to see contact. I want to see aggressive tackling and, and aggressive contact. But if you're pulling someone's shirt and gaming an advantage, it's a foul's a foul. That, that's, it, it, I, I don't think there's a grey area. For, I do think the referee, with this idea of letting it flow, it's always going to be open to interpretation. And that's probably where, I suppose, the, the issues will lie, Tank, no? But this is where the rule book, the new rule book comes in. So the, there was not a clear and obvious error which led to a goal. With yeah, Salah and Silver, so that's that's the issue. So I'm 110 percent with you. The fucking Salah one was embarrassing. He's fucking swinging on his neck and everything. It's like, how can you not see that? So if he is going to let that go, that's fine. But this is a clear and obvious error, but to let to a goal. So the, it's like, I understand Pep Guardiola's frustration, but it's not even up for debate. It's like it's a foul, which has led to a goal. The Salah one, by the way, if he took it back further. The goal actually come from when fucking Salah and he made the save. It should have been a corner, not a goal kick. So if you go back further, it's like it should have been a goal kick. It's a foul. And um, by the law book, which I don't agree with it anyway, it's an action. It's a foul on Allison. So it's like poison. It's, it's it's you pick which one you want to go with. But either way, it's and I'm telling you now, right as as a staunch Liverpool fan, if that would have been Liverpool, I would have gone. 
Yeah, that, that's going to get disallowed. It's a foul. It's, it's a foul. No way. No way. If that's to go one nil up against City, you'd be uh, all conspiracy theories. Oh, every City get all the decisions. But no Jimmy, I tell you what, then. Not no. no we no. haven't even we haven't no. even gone I'm, mad I'm, about the actual VA V fucking whatever it's called. Not working. <laughs> not working. Gone His head has gone. <laughs> so it wasn't working for soccer, and we've just said uh, like that's scandalous. That we haven't gone like oh, we, we haven't reacted like Man City and put statements out and you know gone to the press and said we need this has got to be you know. Saka was offside for Arsenal's first goal, clearly offside, but unfortunately the the fucking computers weren't working. Computers said no, Computer no, <laughs> no, no one from Liverpool has gone out and went. We want this, 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 this. Like Man City, listen, and I'm gonna, I'll probably get a lot of stick. They're a fucking tin pot club. Oh, with Tim Pop fans, my this is what happens when you get him riled up. My Look, mate, who's a good so mate of mine, he's a good You've mate of mine, Carl Brooks. Right, he's a Man City Brooks. season ticket holder. He sent me some messages last night, and he listens to this. And I actually, yeah. I called him a strap on. I was like, mate, are you fucking sure? Stop messaging while you're drinking, because he's like, <laughs> he made out that like you've just made it out a little bit as well, Jimmy. To be fair, like Liverpool are this small team. He said like. You've had your cuff final. Congratulations. I was like, mate, we're not fucking West Ham. That's the reaction from the fans is how it's felt. And this is my point. Like, you've taken the losses on the chin. You've got on with it. And then you've won one game. You're still eighth in the table. Ten points behind It's a big game. And you've only got 40 followers on Twitter. So I don't know how many fans you've seen given at the beginning. (laughs) But I've not seen many Liverpool fans. Mate, I've seen a lot. And a lot of them are Liverpool fans. Fuck I.e. Paul home if he's listening to this. Yeah, but my brother's always like that. My brother's always just, he loves winding people up. Fudgy was on it. Fudgy was straight on it. You gotta have a bit of banter, Jimmy. I thought that picture that I posted of Foden Harland was comedy gold. But it's all, but like I said, it's seemingly coming after you beat the best team in, in, you know, one of the best teams in the world at the minute. They're only the best um, team in the world because we've allowed them to beat them in it. <laughs> so, a <laughs> couple of other things. A <laughs> couple of other things that have come out of this game, right? And so, it the manager's reactions. Now, Klopp was rightly sent off, got emotional. I can understand why he was pissed off at that Salah challenge because, like, at some point, Salah's going to be decapitated and people are just going to say, yeah, it's all right, play on. Like, it's the most obvious foul. I don't know how a linesman can be that close and, and not give it. It's the weirdest thing I've ever seen. Well, it's one of them. But um, so I can understand his frustrations, but the way he acted, Paul come out at the end of the game, admitted he'd been a tit, held his hand, hands up, uh, fully accountable. Pep Guardiola's a weird one, right? And uh, it just seems like whenever he comes to... What, what, Sorry, what, what, go on. You know what tickled? You know what tickled me, mate? Because I, I was on it yesterday. Your tweet about Pep's wife stuff, what he does. Mate, well, I oh, don't mate. Know. Like, what he is going on with that? Out though, does he? he doesn't spit. No, like... he sucks it back in. Where's it come from? Like, I, 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 I like the swallower, but not Matty, not Sorry, mate. Sorry. No, I'm glad you brought it up because it freaks me out. And he like rolls it. He like like appears from somewhere. Chewing gum though, doesn't it? Like he gets it. How's it always perfectly white? Like have a drink or something, lad. (laughs) That's what I mean. It freaks me out. It's like from the depths of his belly, he rolls it up and then like and then swallows it again. The dares he get. I know. Just can't. Anyway, don't get me started on that. Sorry, mate. I had to bring that up. (laughs) I'm glad you did. Uh, So. The thing with Pep for me is when he's look, he's not had a good record at Anfield. He's clearly had some things that he feels have gone against him over the years, and I'm sure there's probably some truth in that over the course of the games that we play them, right? But I don't know if you've seen the video when Salah rolled Cancelo brilliantly. By the way, what a goal! Oh, great! Like so, so good. But Pep's what's Cancelo doing though? To be fair to, I mean Salah for the touch. Cancelo doesn't need to dive in there. Yeah, he doesn't. It, and it's it, look, it's a key moment in the game. But but Pep has dropped to his knees and got his head in his hands. And like one minute he's whipping up the crowd as if they've been hard done to, and it just I I feel like Pep sometimes when it comes to Liverpool and Anfield is his own worst enemy and and is his own team's downfall because the man the players feed off the manager and he seems very edgy. Like over the top edgy when it comes to Liverpool and surely Tank as a player, if you're looking to the sideline and you're seeing your manager stamp his feet and you know, and Klopp does it as well. I'm not saying he's you know any angel here, but particularly when Pep comes to Anfield and the way he carries on in the post match afterwards and bringing up 
th- throwing things at buses years ago. And it just seems like he's built up this narrative around Liverpool that surely can't be good for his team. I I genuinely think he can't he can't handle it. And this is this is for me probably one of the if not the greatest manager that we'll see in our generation, certainly. And I just think there's something about Anfield, what he can't handle. He can't handle any, any part of it. The bus journey into it, the game. The, I mean, when that goal got disallowed, did you see him to our fans or giving it the fucking and our fans were like, look, 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 this is brilliant. The opposition manager's telling us to sing and you're like, yeah, you're doing it, our it job took me us. back. It took me back to the oh, Arteta Tata. moments. Yeah, yeah, and you're yeah, like, yeah. you know, this is, this is the greatest manager around and he just totally and utterly loses the plot and... Klopp come out. Klopp is a disgrace what he done with the lads, by the way. I'll, put, I'll, I'll say that. It was a fucking disgrace. You can't do it. He's basically running down the fucking... It reminds me of Mourinho. <laughs> yeah, when, oh, you remember? You're like, what the fuck? <laughs> and he's screaming down his ear. But in Klopp's defence, he comes out and he says, I was wrong. I'm frustrated. Something's going to happen. What's Mo Salah got to do? But then when you see uh, Pep, when you think, just come out and just say how it is, like... The goal got disallowed because it should have been disallowed, but he just comes out and it's like, he's got to look, well, this is Anfield and you don't get this, this is this, and you were throwing money and all of that palaver. You're like, just just come out and just admit sometimes, I got it wrong and I acted a bit of a cunt. And I think everyone would respect him a little bit more, but I just thought he was fucking... I think you're right, Jamie. I think he, he is half of Man City's problem when he's playing Liverpool at Anfield. It's like I he just... has to get this right at yeah. all costs and he but can't. I... Yeah, nearly like the with the Champions League thing, you know, the emotion of the, the the pressure that comes with that. Sometimes he tinkers too much, and it just don't get me wrong. He's a he's a brilliant, brilliant, brilliant oh, manager. Yeah, oh, there's definitely something there, and and I think Jim, you know, particularly when you look at, I thought City were really good in the first half. They kept the ball so well, they just took the sting out of the game, but it felt like Pep when that big incident happened, and he's waving his arms and. As, as Tank says, it reminded me of the Arteta thing. If Pep sits quietly on the bench, tells his players to stay calm, keep using the ball, death by a thousand cuts for Liverpool, don't give them the ball. Stay calm, manage the atmosphere. Surely that's the type of message you should be portraying and giving to your team in that circumstance. Do you think he's, he's cost his team a little bit? No, I don't. I think it's personality, isn't it? And we, you know, we're, we're, we're talking around, we all know when we shouldn't be saying and doing stuff, but we do it anyway. And then we regret it. Story of my life. Exactly. Exactly. We all know. Oh, shit. I shouldn't this is say a bad it, idea. But I'm going to say it anyway. And that's probably what he's doing. He's in the heat of the moment and he's waving his arms. And don't, you know, his, his Spanish personality will be firing. That'll be his That'll be his go-to His go-to trait. So I don't think if he just sits there and goes, yeah, come on, let's keep saying Because that. Yeah, I mean the, the the incidents will rile up the players and and will dictate the play anyway. Him doing that wouldn't exasperate the the situation. But yeah, sometimes I mean I've done I've looked at the opposite way and and seen Gaffer just sat there going, oh, so I'm like, well, if he's not arse, and I'm not arse, so it, it's a, it's a very fine line that, and I think the players will know Pep enough to know that. He's just being a passionate gaffer, and it and not, uh, that doesn't automatically mean I can go kung fu kick someone in the head because he's all fired up. They they know what they need to do. They'll they'll have been drilled enough to do it. But like you say, he's you know he he he's it's like a mental block, isn't there? When 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 Pep rolls into Anfield, and but that's just Liverpool. Liverpool is just so good at home. They, you know, there, there's a reason why you, you've not been beaten. Uh, for for X amount of game, what is it? Fifty nine games or something like that. Five years yeah. or something silly. 60, so, 68 games, isn't it? Sixty eight yeah. games. Yes. Yeah. So you know, there's a reason for that, and and Anfield will be one of them reasons. The the atmosphere, you know, the intensity of the crowd. Um. So you know, it it, it, it as a if I was a top tier manager, it would frustrate me too. Tank, we can't talk about this game. Unfortunately, I'd love to look at. You know, I don't just want to talk about that game. You know, there's so so many little things. I have to apologise to James Milner. I was I put out a tweet that I was worried about him versus Phil Foden, and I'll, I'll be honest, I was. James Milner is is getting on a bit. He's looked leggy when he's played for Liverpool. He's been an unbelievable servant for Liverpool. But the idea of him against one of the bright, brightest talents in Europe pre-game, I I was nervous and. I got it wrong massively. I owe him an apology. Not that he will ever listen to this podcast, but, you know, just put it out there into the world. I thought he was outstanding. I thought Joe Gomez was outstanding. I thought Harvey Elliott, who 
A lot of people have said about him going forward what he offers, but are probably worried about what he does going the other way. I thought he was excellent. But equally, when you look at Manchester City, like I look at Foden there, and even Haaland in, in, in the small things that he did, he looked so powerful and aggressive. And you can see as soon as he gets the ball, opposition teams are like, oh shit, they know they know something's coming. But, the, you know, when you, you look at the actual football side of it, Tank, and then I want to talk about the fan behaviour after that. Who were the particular standouts on the on the day for you in terms of you know what what swung the result? Salah, Mo Salah, get Mo closer I, to the goal. I, I don't think I honestly don't think. I mean, he got spoke about a bit. I don't think he got spoke about enough. He occupied basically the whole city's back four. They were fucking terrified of him. And he set a stall out early on in the first half when he just bitch slapped Diaz and was like, off you go, and just threw him to the floor. And then you think, he's done the same to, uh, um, oh, what's the lad? Go go and try. Have a go. go Aki, is it Aki? Oh, there you go. Yeah. Purple. And I just, I just thought. <laughs> I was going to say purple. You're going to do it as well. <laughs> I didn't know I didn't know whether it was crossing the right. line or not. No, we're okay. <laughs> and I, ju I just thought from that you were like, Ah, okay. He, he's he's at it and he's up for it, and his runs and he, he just offered oh, me. He, Man City were a fucking wreck every time that we put the long ball over and there was a foot race. And but even when it coming to me, held it up. He just held them off, and I just thought he fucking he set the whole tone for Liverpool um, going forward. I thought he was outstanding. The question yeah, I would be asking then: Where has he been all season? So I think there's been I think there's been a subtle adjustment, right? So I think Liverpool have been imbalanced this season and they've been trying to plug gaps. And I think Liverpool probably I don't want to say this, but it, I'm just trying to be honest. So I think Gomez play uh, not Gomez. Uh, I think Milner kind of helped Liverpool in a way because he wasn't as offensive. Because he can defend. <laughs> so I'm going to get to that bit. So he was he was deeper. I think Gomez's recovery pace in behind Milner helped a lot as well. There were so many times that when Foden did yeah. get away, Gomez was able to shut the door. And I think what that allowed us to do is Mo Salah was definitely closer to the goal. And I think that when we played against Rangers, there was this narrative that come, albeit against Rangers, get Mo in, in positions where he can score. Whereas this season, he seemed to have been too far wide isolated, not impacting games. Maybe we've been trying to shoe on Nunes in a little bit and we changed systems, which I agree, we have to try and get the best out of Nunes, but it probably was to the detriment of Salah, which is a mad thing. If you've got one of the world's best attacking players, you've got to, you've got to get him closer to the goal. And I think we're starting to see now, Jim, where Mo is, is very much more central. He's very much given the freedom because at one moment he's appearing on the right, then he's more central. Gives us a little bit more unpredictability. And, and if you get him in front of goal, his numbers actually have been good apart from the goals. I know that sounds mad, but it's like his attacking numbers are still right up there. He's just it's in different look, I mean, We can all see with our eyes and we've all seen... You don't think he's been good now? I don't think he's been good now, and I think I think Tank would agree with me in that that Salah up until this point was very very poor. Now I'm not having a positional change in that, and again this is the question I'd be asking: is that you know they've they've all risen to the occasion for the for the big game. So the question would be, you know, the yeah, next game is it, does it continue? Um, which what do you think? Tank? You'd hope it would do. I think Salah's been really poor all season. I'll be honest with you, and I know you know. So I agree with Jimmy on that, and I know that you Hold see on. what Klopp's... just happened there. What oh, no, just happened no, there? We just become best friends. Did you, right? we just have a moment there. <laughs> just unblocking him. Just unblocking him from Instagram. Hold on, there he goes. Look no, how happy Jimmy not... is. Look how happy. <laughs> <laughs> he's, gone the, he's gone the same colour as his microphone. Yeah. Jesus, <laughs> <him>. delighted. <laughs> and I know, like Klopp's coming out and defending, which you'd expect and say his numbers and his goal involvement in this bollocks. Mo Salah's all about one thing, and that's goals. And he's not looked a serious goal threat this season. I think the the best thing Klopp done was take him off the fire line at Rangers. He wouldn't have liked that. He didn't like it. He's come back with a bang with an attrick in fucking six minutes. And he's just kind of... I thought he played a lot more central against Man City. I thought he was kind of the focal point. And I just think he's thrived off it. And I think you'll see a different Mo Salah now because... The, I just thought he was outstanding. He looked like back to his old self, where he was fucking dangerous all the time. And yeah, let's let's say we, we, I didn't realize we got West Ham tomorrow, by the way. Until Jimmy posted yeah, that in the group before yeah, Wednesday. Wednesday. Yeah, Wednesday. Oh, did you say Tuesday, Jim? 
It's no, Tuesday, it's Tuesday. Oh, well, this match is Tuesday and Wednesday. Oh, and Wednesday. Yeah. Okay. See, the thing is, and Jimmy makes a good point. It's like, now what? Where have they been? You know, where where the pool players been? Is the fire still going to be there? And look, you you both know as well as I do. Momentum in football is everything. It's an overused word, but it's 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 massive. Liverpool are on a bounce. Let's see if they they can continue. I can't conf- confidence, Jamie. As well, you can't underestimate confidence in football. Yeah, you know, if you, if you if you're full of beans and flying, you 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 just everything's off the cuff. You don't even think it's just natural. When you when your confidence is on the floor, you fucking overthink everything. And yeah, overthink I just things, think yeah. that's the momentum. And but for me, that this squad needs massive confidence and. A result against Rangers and a big win against City, that can only do one thing for your confidence. Definitely. I have to, before we move on to United versus Newcastle, I have to talk about fan behaviour. Jim, I'm going to come to you, right? And I'm going to give, don't usually give me opinion first, but I want to get this out, right? There is some absolute gobshites going to football matches these days. I just, I don't get it. And I'm talking on both sides here. Manchester City fans singing ridiculous songs. I mean, there would have been survivors of Hillsborough in that stadium yesterday. I ju- and, I, you know, I, I'd like to say it's a lack of education. Maybe it's more of a modern, younger fan who don't know the history that well. And it's this banter era of football, of one-upmanship. And, uh, yeah, good. It's not a song that we should be singing. Just like the Mu- Munich disasters are not songs that you should be singing. Like, just be, don't be a prick about things. Think about something that... You know, if it's about some of the players on the pitch or the manager, but tragedies, lads, just knock it on the head. And same point, if Liverpool fans have been throwing things at Pep, irrespective of the fact that he's waving his arms around, it doesn't justify it to act like a prick. I just, I feel I'm really happy that Liverpool have called this out. I'm not happy at Manchester City's response today, which, you know, basically nearly blaming Klopp in his press conference, where he basically called them out for all the money they've spent. And they're nearly saying that he's stoking stoking up the atmosphere and nearly as a justification for for the chance. I just think there has to be accountability for fans, for clubs, for managers. If you call something out or you see something that's bad, call it out for what it is. City fans have acted like dickheads. Liverpool fans who have thrown things at Pep have acted like dickheads. There's no place in football for any of this shite, Jim. No, and it's it's all seemingly always swept under the carpet. But the way that I see it is the, the reason why they sing about these certain things are is whether it's City, United fans singing about Hillsborough, Liverpool fans sing, or anyone singing about Munich, is that's the thing that they can sing about that will know will trigger. Because it's the same in any argument. So take me, for instance. Obviously, I was born with a cleft lip. If, I'm, a cleft lip, if I was in an argument, never people, noticed, know, <laughs> people know what triggers <laughs> is a, anything appearance-wise. It's that. It's that's the thing. You know it's wrong. You know it's wrong, but you'll say it anyway. And it, you know, if you, if you, especially in a sporting context, you're in a, if you're playing a match and someone, I don't know, a big lad smashes you and it's a bad tackle, you'll get up and call them a fat, you know what, or whatever, because that's you know will annoy them. And that's why I think fans do it because they automatically know that it's going to get the opposition's back up and the opposition fans up. And it's, it's shit. It's wank. Like, think of something more clever to say. Um, and it's it shouldn't be anywhere near. In, but it's it's mongs going to football, isn't it? This is, again, uh, this, okay, not all mongs, but a certain very small minority mongs. Racism, you know, talking around Munich, um, you know, Hillsborough. It's just... It, it's low. It's just low. Like. It's, it's just got it's, it's gutter. It's gutter. Uh, it's gutter tactics and it's shit and I hate it. What do you make of it, Tank? Because it's, it's just it's it's just so needless and it's so annoying that you're coming away from a game at this magnitude with two brilliant yeah. players, uh, brilliant teams, brilliant managers, brilliant football. And we're talking about this shite again. It just yeah, doesn't scum, seem to be going away. It's scumbags, mate. And you know what? I'm gonna I'll tell you the little point in a minute why it's not gonna go away. The the just scumbags and you see like the even to, to throw coins near Pep Guardiola, I mean, they, they, they need, to, tar- like they need to target on them. No, listen, they need to target on them. They like they can get them. There's thousands of video cameras at Anfield. They need to target on them, get them, and they just they want to ban them for life. Not just give them a little fucking year ban. Just ban them for life because if you catch someone wrong with a coin, you're cutting them open and you're cutting them open wide. Mm. On the other side with the Man City, I mean, it's just the. 
I understand and I get what Jimmy's saying because we've all done it on a football pitch. You find something what's fucking wrong with someone and you, you you target that. But we're talking about loss of life and death here. You know, it's it's mm. a big difference if, if you fucking nail, if a fat kid nails you and you get up and call him a fat gun or whatever. But this is like, but I tell I tell you why it's not going to go away. And this this happened to my father-in-law when he went to watch Liverpool uh, last week against Rangers in the pub with his mate. He's in the pub. He said there, there wasn't really that many in there. There was about eight to ten people in there, and there was an Everton fan with his son, about twelve, in the pub watching it. And he said to his son when he was starting, and he just went, "See them, mate." Uh, they're fucking murderers, them. They're murderers. They kill their own fans, them. Now, this is an Everton fan in a pub in Liverpool. My father-in-law was at Hillsborough. He was carrying people onto the pitch. He's, he's, he's not he's give us, He's not been to a game since. It had that really? much of an effect on him. Like, really fucking affected him. And people who I know, family members, died around it. But you've got... Because I actually... When I got told about it, I was like, what the fuck? Now, if I'd have been here, I'd have filled that fucking in. Now, my father-in-law's a very reserved man. He was just like, what you do? He said he was with, like, another fella. And he's, you know, he's an older fella. And he was like, I was actually astounded. So this is the problem what you've got. You've got, you've got the older generation who mm. is telling his young son, who's just sitting there watching Liverpool on the telly because his dad's having a pint, saying they're fucking murderers, them son. They kill their own... Um, their own you know, so that's the that's the problem with society and the behaviour. And unfortunately, mm. it's not going to go away because you've got pricks like that fella teaching his young son who now thinks that's standard and okay to say that. That's what I meant there about, I suppose, the generation thing. I think a lot of City fans have probably been exposed to something like that. And like you said, it's it's not just Everton there. That's going on with every club, every fan club, base, yeah. you know, yeah. whether it's Geordies and Sunderland, fan, whatever, you pick it. It's just, you know, local rivals and whatever, and you breed this hatred. Whereas, and I think that probably is an element of it with the Manchester City thing, whereas there's be people singing that in that stadium that don't know the depths no. of the pain that no. Hillsborough's called. No, just and likewise, no, never even to research it. It's just no. what they can do at that moment in time that will get the biggest reaction. And it's that's just a song one. to them, innit? That's it. It's just a song. It's the song in yeah. their head. That's just a song. Like what's up with it? It's just a song. Imbeciles. Just, just, just be better, people, because it's it's very annoying. Um, back to the football. Um, <laughs> and we can't go to any game these days without talking about VAR and the incompetencies of referees. Right? I looked. Uh, so seeing the the highlights of United versus Newcastle, that's right. Now, what did you make of the penalty decisions? Because some of those penalty decisions, I don't know if you've seen them both. Like the, particularly the two for Manchester United. Now, the Sancho one, Sancho. Like, oh my god! Like Jim, how can, how can anybody? Uh, look, do you know that's what? As I think because day a penalty. Because he's jumped up in the air and it's Jaden Sancho. I think they think he's making a meal of it. But the kid's absolutely clotheslining with his foot, like he's taking his feet from under him. It's a penalty all day long. And how VAR hasn't checked that. But that's not even my biggest gripe of the weekend. My biggest gripe of the weekend is Gabriel for Arsenal. Like, what the fuck was going on there, right? Oh, those two. Yeah. So have you seen it? Yeah. Gabriel and Bamford. So Bamford hits into Gabriel, right? Which is a foul. Okay, I get it. Gabriel's on the floor and kicked out of Bamford, right? And got a red card for it. Justified. Now, they've gone back to VAR and the referee's seen the foul by Bamford. Fine, it's still a foul. But Gabriel still reacted afterwards. And he's changed a red card to a yellow card. Yeah. <laughs> so he's seen that Gabriel's done it. But just because Bamford fouled him first... Yeah, you're allowed. You're allowed to give him to, one back. I'll get. Yeah. I'll change it to a yellow because he's fouled you first. No, you give a foul to Arsenal, but you still send Gabriel off because he's kicked still, out after the ball, regardless him, yeah. if it was a foul. How do yeah. you change it from a red to a yellow card if you've seen he's done something wrong? But then you've gone. Oh, you've only done it because he's fouled you. So if someone fouls you and VAR changes it, you can just get up and headbutt someone, and you'll get a yellow card yeah. because it doesn't really matter. Well, how, how do you get to that conclusion? <laughs> But the, but is this not a thing though, Jim and Tank? Is this not? It's just not happening every single game. Like I, it's like they are trying to get the worst possible interpretation of an incident. Like it's like the blind leading the blind here. Like J Jimmy's example is is dead right. Irrespective of what's gone on before, you can't kick out at someone. That's the you just can't do that on a football pitch. No. But it just, it just if he if he if he giving the foul, rescind the red card completely. Right. 
because it's a foul and and or whatever you're rolling around and put it down to that. Don't give him a yellow card because you're saying he's actually done something wrong. What you gave him a red card for in the first place? Yeah, it's yeah. like it Makes wasn't as bad because he kicked your face. It's fucking nonsense, yeah. really. You know? But it's, it's, it's every it's it, but it's every game though, and like like their perfect example. You look at the United game. There's questionable penalty decisions. Like you've got like the the other one that's probably causing a lot of, of attention. I don't know if you've seen it. Tank the Cristiano Ronaldo one where the keeper the, the defenders rolled the ball a little bit. I can see why that one's not you know why that's been disallowed. To be honest, they, they, the ball clearly wasn't in play. You know what I mean? The keeper wasn't acting like it was in play. But referee had your arm up as well to say like Yeah. But the thing is, is it not just ruining the spectacle tank? Like we we've had this conversation for the last two years. Like we've replaced conversations down the pub with your mates where it's like, oh, was he onside? Was he offside? We're just talking about how shit referees are. It, 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 yeah. just, it's one one it's it's the same thing, but we've just replaced one for the other. It's still not getting all the big calls right. In fact, I can't remember a time when refereeing decisions has been worse. But that's the issue, isn't it? Because basically what you've got is you've got the shit referees and the standard of refereeing in this country is fucking abysmal and has been for a long time. So what, what VAR is, is you've got the shit referees who's retired and now sitting in the office watching the screen advising another shit referee of his shit opinion on the computer. So the system's broke. It's uh, for me personally, and I've, we've been a big, we've been saying this for years, Jim, uh, James, uh, Jamie, on this. James, James, James. Oh, yeah, Var, as a as a thing, just needs fucking straight off. Because I was listening to Graham Sooners before, and Simon Jordan come up with a fucking belter punt on Talk Sports. Sooners was like, we've got to get explosion. He says, there's, there's ex-pros who, he said, say someone who's been at academies from the age of 10, had to retire from, at the age of 22 with a cruciate uh, knee ligament injury. They need to be looking in because they know the game. And to be fair, I agreed with him until what Simon Jordan said. And he's fucking bang on and he's gone. All you'll get then is players who played at a higher level than I played to say, he only fucking played at this level. What the fuck does he know? And I think he's bang on. I think he could be bang on. Say, for instance, like you've got me using the VAR and I'm making a decision and you might have like Patrick Vieira saying, what the fuck does he know? I've won the World Cup and this cunt's making decisions ahead of me. And I just think it's a fish. The, the, the best thing to do is get it, take it, volley it right in the bollocks and say, <laughs> see you later. We're going back to the game it was. Because let's be honest with you, the game wasn't broke before this coming, but it's broke now. Yeah, It is yeah, broke this now. Is, this is the problem though, Jim. We're in too deep now, aren't we? We're into it. You're never getting rid of it. Shit. Yeah. It's, and, and it's, you know, from their point of view, they're probably happy that we're talking about it because it's giving it's giving talking points. Whereas if it was perfect and everyone were going, oh yeah, that's good and that's not, but because it's so imperfect that everyone's talking around it, that makes it that makes it a talking point for them. So it's just it's the decisions are shy. I don't know how it's fixed, but something needs to be done because. You know the handballs last week, and then and then the Champions League handballs in the week. You know the get the Arsenal handball against Liverpool, and then the handballs in the week for the Champions League are just two totally different decisions, and and none of them made sense to me. And you just need to you just need to fuck it off. And, and... but it's human error, don't Jimmy. It's the same thing again. It's like. It's not like the goal line technology where there's there's a computer. Yeah, oh yeah, that's, it's, right, that's black and white. It's perfect. Black and white, so yeah. th this is why I don't think it's ever going to work because regardless of what, one man's opinion is different to another. Like, you don't think the Fabinho one was a real foul? Where I'm like, that's a fucking as blatant as they come. So it's just it's my opinion against yours, and yeah, I, this is why this. No, but you know what I mean. It's like this is where you've got a one man watching and saying, "I think no, you made a fuck up there." But then yeah. he's like, "Well, I'm not too sure that's a fuck up, to be honest with you." And it's yeah. just opinions. And I read something about that uh, Michael Oliver, and he was like, "He's basically thinks it's an insult when he gets sent over to the screen to look." And before yeah. he's even made his mind up, and this was quoted by someone who's like close to him. Apparently, he's like, "I think you're taking the piss, making me come over here, and I'm not changing my decision anyway." So yeah. this is the issue what you've got. A I mess. just think it's it's a mess. It's a complete mess. It's a complete mess. Um, I want to finish off, right, with... So it's basically become the Liverpool and City and VAR podcast this week, right? But they're all <laughs> big, big, big talking points. Uh, I don't know if you've seen the Spurs versus Everton game, right? So 
Watched all Good. of it. It was awful. Yeah, tough game to watch. Everton, solid, but not expansive. I can see that they are, you know, set up wise. They they did seem solid. Spurs found it difficult to break them down, but ultimately did in the end. Uh, Everton didn't have too much going the other way. Spurs just got the job done. I think that's pretty much the, the summary of the game. But there was so the Pickford Kane thing, right? So I put out um, a tweet at the time. You know where I'm going with this, Jim. I, right? so I want to I get both your opinions. And I, look, I've played the game. I know, I know what what's happened. I know why it's happened. Right. So I'll come to you first, Tank. Right. So Pickford has spilled it. Harry Kane knows in his head. He only needs to get a touch on the ball, and he can take the momentum from Pickford, fall into Pickford, and he'll get the pen. Lampard said it perfectly. He knew like he knew what he was doing. It's smart play by Harry Kane. My issue is it never gets called out. If another player does it, if Mo Salah does it, or somebody, Cristiano Ronaldo, you know, the, the narrative around the players, Raheem Sterling, these players do it. The narrative is different. Harry Kane, and I'll go on record to say this, is one of the biggest, if not the biggest, cheats in the Premier League. Don't get me wrong. Cheat being smart, whatever you want to call it. But he knows what he's doing and he does it consistently game after game after game, but it never gets called out. Why is that? It's madness. Because we've also spoken in this podcast about what he does when he's jumping up for the head of the centre-half, goes up and he yeah, jumps that's, into that's, them. And he's, he's going to hurt someone. Yeah, and then he yeah. goes down and he always gets the free kick. When always, it's clear yeah. as day, you know exactly what he's doing. And he's one that ends up snapping someone's... Someone's going to get a broken shoulder, broken arm, because he goes in... And it's it's so dangerous. It's a red card for me, that because you're mm. actually trying to endanger the fucking opponent. But is I it just, smart I, play though? It's smart play, surely. Well, it, it's got to be smart play because he gets away with it time and time and time again, and he's getting penalties and he's, he's deciding games, he's winning games, children. So it is smart play. But it's kind of like it, it it does get to a stage where you're like something has to be done about this now. I if I if I'm ever near like and this is what I'm saying, I'm like that's not a pen. Did you, you think know, it was a pen though? No, I do, I do, um, but you know, you, fucking John you know, Pickford speared him, lad. He's no, literally Jimmy, tackled him. You knew. Head. No, I'm not you saying know. it's not a pen, but you know before. You just said he's not a pen. You literally you know, you, you, right know you know what he's doing. You know exactly what Kane's going to do. You like, could not get, get out the way there. Oh, Jim, come Jordan on. Fuck off, mate. Has literally on. dived in head first at Harry Kane's legs. Well, you don't think Kane ran into it? Just let him in that chat. No, you, you miss, you're missing, you're missing, the, you're missing the point. What I'm saying is, like, you you know, before, like, I'm watching it and I'm going, yeah, he's just going to jump into him and get a penny. It's yeah. exactly what he does with the centre half. The same thing. That sense, just I agree pick with you on that centre half thing. That's a foul, and that's no, I know. I don't but like that. My point this, is, he gets instance, away with it. Jordan, and, uh, Jimmy, it's a pen. I know it's I a pen. I know. Literally speared him. He's taking him out at the knees with his head and his body. Like there's I, no way you can not say that. that did you? No, look, it's a pen. I didn't mean to say it's not a pen. But what I'm saying is, I knew that it was a pen. And you're like, it's a fucking pen. As soon as Pickford spilt, you're like, yeah, he's going to get pen. Kane's going to jump into him. Because you well, know I'll what he does. Well, though, in other instances, he probably is clever. And, and this is where you'll always get the difference between a defender and an attacker because that, to me, is smart play. I know if someone's coming in behind me, I'm slowing down because I know he's going to run right into the back of me and I know I'm going to get the pen. That's not cheating. That's me knowing that he's not clever enough to slow down to, to react to me stopping. So this is where you'll always get that difference. Now, there's blatant diving. Blatant diving is blatant diving. And call it smart, call it cheating, call whatever you want it is. That's just playing. But there's instances where you know your body is going to get hit and you let it get hit. But you let it get hit and you also minimise the hit to not get injured, which is what a lot of people will do, but then can be perceived as diving and making the most of it. Jordan uh, Sancho, Jordan, bloody Jaden Sancho, you're starting to sound like I just taking out attacks. Jane Sancho did exactly the same. He's jumped because he knows he's going to get hit. He's trying to minimize the damage to him. He gets hit, but it makes it look like he's playing for it. Now, Harry Kane here has been taken out. No way. You cannot get away around that. Like it was a blatant pen. I was watching with my father in law, and he's an amateur fan. He knew it was a penalty. Agree. All day long. I, I don't agree. I, I knew as soon as Pickford spilled that ball, Kane changes the direction of his run to, to, to bring about that contact. And look, it is a pen. Absolutely a pen. But this idea that Harry Kane won that penalty. 
No. He won that penalty Jordan by being given that penalty. He's put it yeah. in his lap. He's literally yeah, no, gone. Here you go, Harry. What's your back, lad? Just, just on your point, though. It's like I agree with you that he gets away with fucking murder. If you go back two or three seasons now, when Mo Salah, Mo Salah was getting penalties, and they were they were borderline penalties. Where there was one ball. against West Ham that was a bad one. Yeah, I remember the one against what West yeah. Ham at the cop end. But then what what happened was then is that. There was like a narrative round him and everyone was saying he's a fucking diver, he's a cheating gun. Mo Salah now, he can get fucking stabbed in the head four times by a defender and he won't get a free kick. They're like, it's not a foul, lad. He can get fucking strangled, chokehold. Where, yeah. you know, so it's gone the total opposite way where Kane is twice as bad as Mo Salah for me and still repeatedly gets away with it game after game after game. And not spoken about. That's the exactly. thing. It's, exactly. It just doesn't get spoken about. England's golden boy. But um, right, lads, I've got to wrap it up because we've got, we've got bits and bobs to do. So we, we're, we're over 45 minutes. Uh, Jim, quickly give the listeners your idea for the for the betting thing you were thinking of doing. The yeah, so I was people. thinking that we could so, do but, Like super thing. quick, Jim, like whistle yeah, like stop. We could do, oh, mate, well, you talking is stopping me from oh, doing sorry, it. Go on, lad, go quick, on. lad. So, like, I was thinking we could maybe all three of us do a uh, do a pick of a of a bet for an accumulator at the weekend or the midweek game, and maybe we can then open it out to the fans to get on board and and get them to pick one. So whether it's Liverpool to over two, your, your fans, my fans, yeah, all, <laughs> all fans. Liverpool fans, <laughs> or the the boys, you know, the, the the regular ones that interact with us would always chuck us a, a you know a selection out there. So. We'll do that uh, next week. We'll get a bet coming, and we'll, I'll, you know, I'll come to someone, some of our regular interactions on Twitter, etc., and get them to chuck one in, and maybe we can. Okay, so we them. pick three. We pick three we or pick five, one each. and then a listener we picks pick one, one each, and a listener picks one. Just one selection. It might be Chelsea v West Ham, Chelsea to win, whatever. Okay, and then what do we do with the winnings? Well, this is it. We'll, let, we'll, let, we'll we'll work on that. We could give it away at the end of the season, donate it to charity. We could whatever. We could go on I the like piss, that. invite everyone, and the beers oh, are on us. Like I like that better. That's a good plan. Okay, <laughs> what a what a perfect way to to finish up, lads. Pleasure as always. I think that was the most spicy podcast we've had in a while. So God God knows how that's going to sound when we're all shouting at each other. Spice. <laughs> spicy. <laughs> Uh, but right, that's enough with uh, from us. Um, you know the the dance by now. If you are not subscribed to the audio version, to the YouTube version, please check it out. Send the podcast to a friend, recommend it. Um, but just keep your feedback coming. We love hearing that everybody's enjoying the show. So keep chatting to us on social media. Uh, have a great week. Look after yourselves, and we will be back with you next week on the Boot Room Podcast. All the best. Take it easy, boys. boys.